It's the B, the O, the Y, L, E, the H, the E, I, G, H, T. Now add the S, Massey's, Los Angeles. Relax, kids, mezcalito, better handle this. The B, the O, the Y, L, E, the H, the E, I, G, H, T. Now add the S, Massey's, Los Angeles. Relax, kids, mezcalito, better Hello and good evening. My name is Josh52 and I'm joined as always by Aaron22 and this week by the Duke of Ice79. With folks, you'll be fine, but the maddest reason and the reason what makes us out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. 158. Aaron Duke, how y'all doing this evening? I'm pretty good. I like that we picked that song just based on the title of it being peyote cactus and that's what the duke is talking to us about <laughs> without ever li- i don't think they even spelled peyote what is he spelling there I, it's not peyote you know what it was <laughs> i didn't realize what he was spelling until he finished it he was spelling los angeles that's it oh man i gotta go back to school <laughs> is he fucking cheerleader or what <laughs> I, I i don't understand it was a very very weird rap but i mean i guess it was better than what you were looking at aaron what was that it was like just a bunch of chanting Oh, dude, if you just look up peyote songs on YouTube, it's just, it looks like a bunch of, like, it's 45-year-old men dressed in bright church clothes with pigtails going, and shaking a fucking maraca. And that's it. That's all they do. (laughs) Fucking inspiring nothing with uh, any it, lyrics it, every single one no no those were the lyrics it was oh yeah 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 that's the only lyric in the whole in every song no matter which guy is doing it that's all they do it uh, makes me it makes me happy that we genocided all of them it makes me happy that we conquered america can you imagine if america was just left to p- those people they have one song and they stopped inventing things at the stone hatchet like that yeah that's peak military stone hatchet we got the one song uh yeah here's your pop star britney little spears she's uh out here with her hit single sounds exactly like the last one no i think there's i think there's some room for innovation josh what would your uh peyote chanting song sound like give me your best chant I I mean I'd imagine it go just that that uh uh like was it the, the Tibetan throat chant sort of thing at some point it has to evolve to that because that, that's that's peak spirituality right there. Well, yeah, I want to hear it come out of your mouth though. Yeah, I, that was I the know. point of me asking. I think I learned my lesson about singing on the show. I just um, assumed it'd be like the fucking speech to text. Like, ha, ha, yeah, ha, I expected ha, a really half baked answer, <laughs> not a mad scrambling of a linguistic definition. <laughs> But if you want to call in and give your best peyote chant, you can call in at one eight thirty three six 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 nine eleven. That's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. Wow, you did that perfect. Dude. You're hired. Thank you. It's like, yep. I think we can all safely say that Bob is fired from the show and brings nothing of value here. But that's all Aww. it took. Just read the voicemail right once. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we thought it was previously impossible, but and only Bob could do it, but you got the job, bud. <laughs> Heck yeah. I definitely didn't mess up earlier and make a fool of myself. That didn't happen at all. I definitely wasn't staring Not at while a... recording. <laughs> well, that's true. I like stared at a spot on my screen, like fixated on it. Like that's my that's my happy circle. If I can stare at that and focus on it, I can say it perfectly. So I know <laughs> on the video I looked like a madman because I looked up at one point and I had like these wigged out eyes <laughs> trying to say it right. Anything to avoid being made. Wait, fun when of. you were in the middle of saying it and I giggled, I could see that it like your <laughs> your eyes got wider because you were afraid it was gonna break your concentration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like anything not to get made fun of. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> that really is your goal going into every episode when <laughs> do this. Oh yeah. I, mean, I hope I don't get made fun of. <laughs> Too bad. I hope the two people that listen don't make fun of me. That will ups- <laughs> because that's like a hundred percent of the audience. Duke, are you are you getting bullied <laughs> on the podcast again? You know, you can you can talk to someone. You can open up about this. Uh, a, well, bullying I, I podcast wanna... bullying is a very serious problem. I don't want to talk about getting bullied. I do want to talk about <laughs> cactus though. What do you think about that? Is that what peyote's made out of? Is cactus? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys reached out to me this week asking me if I could 
come on and spot for the show, which I will happily do. I was going to talk about something entirely different, but I happened to come across this topic like completely irrelevant to you guys just from watching a documentary. Um, it was called How to Change Your Mind, and they did an episode on peyote. And I didn't know anything about peyote. My first knowledge of what peyote was came from like a shitty Star Wars like fan movie. Uh, where like these guys are going across the country to show their buddy the Phantom Menace. I think it's called Fanboys. And they come across a Native American, and he's like, I'm going to give you guys peyote. And I didn't really know what that meant. But now I know that it's a psychoactive cactus that you drink the liquid out of. It makes you puke, and then you're high for like 12 hours. What what kind of high? I think Tony Soprano does it in the last season. What's that, Josh? Like, like what, what kind of high? Just regular uh, psychedelic uh, hallucination, whatever? Yeah. yeah, it's a specific kind of psychoactive high where it's like it's stimulating, but it's that same kind of like neural pathway just like opening up and connecting with all of your different synapses. So like you start to get like in thought loops, you kind of are more introspective. It's used for like treating addiction, but I didn't really know anything about it. All I knew is that it was associated with Native Americans. And so yeah, um, if you do if you do the exact right amount, you can paint with all of the colors of the wind. If that helps, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering too, like what the the um, general use case is. Like, is it used a lot for that sort of you know vision quest? Uh, go visit a shaman, discover yourself, go through spiritual experiences, that sort of thing. Like, I'm trying to compare yeah, it to so ayahuasca. I didn't know anything. That's like, that's, that's, it is that's a good comparison, ayahuasca, because they both make you puke, and it's something you drink. Uh, but I didn't really know anything about it, so I decided to go do like a deep dive on it, um, and it kind of led me down this weird path. Um, it's very different from other psychedelic drugs like mushrooms or LSD or whatnot, because first of all, mushrooms they grow everywhere. LSD is like a synthetic compound that you make from a fungus, but mescaline or specifically peyote, that's the cactus containing mescaline, the psychoactive compound, was used by, like, ancient, like, Mexican tribes. Like, the earliest drug ban that we know in the Americas is when Spaniards came over to Mexico, and they saw these, like, native tribes drinking this cactus juice, and they thought it made you talk to Satan. So they hated it, and they, like, banned it. <laughs> I mean, ba- not talking to Satan, banning it because you thought you could talk to Satan. That's base. Well, that's what the Spaniards thought it did. Because Hell yeah, yeah. So they banned it. Now, coincidentally, there was another cactus at the same time called Huachuma. Totally different cactus, but it contained the same psychoactive compound. Uh, what? And yeah, it, it turns out there's 17 other different cactus that contain this psychoactive compound, which that'll be important later on. Okay. But one of the other ones that was well-known to these ancient tribes was called Huachuma. But they were afraid that it was going to get banned like peyote, so they started calling it San Pedro to appease oh. to the Spaniards. Like, oh, this is this decorative cactus. It's San Pedro, you know, which is Spanish for St. Peter. So they were like, oh, that's a great cactus. And they kind of let it go on their own way. And so San Pedro to this day is still legal, like in all of America. Now, if you were to open it up and drink from it, that's illegal. That's a federal crime and you can go to prison, which is so weird. It's very, very bizarre. But peyote is the most popular one. And apparently around like the 1900s, this Native American tribe mixed their own indigenous beliefs with Christianity and formed this church called the Native American Church. I tried looking up like what that meant, but basically they just already believed in a great spirit. And when these Christians came over and said, oh yeah, well there's God and then there's his son Jesus, the Native Americans just said, yep, that makes sense because we believe our great spirit can do anything. So if you just drink this peyote, you can talk to God. And then the Christians were like, hold on. <laughs> no. We disagree with that. No, you got to drink from this chalice, the blood of Christ, and then you can talk to God. Yeah, like, they clearly took issue with this practice, and so individual states start banning it, like, in America, like, in the early 1900s. And in, this church is, like, just recently starting to do these ceremonies with peyote. So I want to make it clear, it's not an ancient tradition as far as this Native American church, like, asserts it to be. It's, like barely a hundred years old as far as like our recent times goes. 
And wait, the, wait, wait. I thought you said it was already ancient by like the Mayans and sh- by you know, these Aztecs Mayans. But this specific Native American church doesn't start using it until the 1900s, which is relevant for later on Duke, because they start making. Yeah, you, you keep using the word church, but I feel like there's an implication that this is a cult. Is this a cult, Duke? Oh well, you know what do you mean by cult? <laughs> like before I answer that, like what do you mean when you say cult? Because I think it's a money grabbing scheme. I mean that oh, nowadays. I mean that, that's that's one of the the elements. Yeah, being a, a you know taking advantage of the constituents. Um, I don't know, let, let's let's get into it some more. Let's see if we can uh, properly identify the nature of this church. Anyways, this church is using peyote rather recently, and they're trying to use it under the clause for, like, religious purposes, even though it's not really – it would be equivalent to you and I just hanging out and deciding we added this as part of our religious tradition. And the way the First Amendment works is that your religious freedom has to be based upon, like, generational traditions. Like, you can't just make something up and be like, this is a part of my religion. But they were trying to assert that that was the case for their religion. Anyways – Peyote is banned in the 1970s, and the DEA goes to, like, southern Texas and just starts, like, wiping out huge scores of, like, the population of peyote, which is unfortunate because it takes, like, 10 years for it to grow and to, like, be usable. So now peyote is endangered. Like, it's almost on the verge of going extinct, and they have specific, like, reservations to keep it around. Well, what about those other cacti that also produce the the mescaline compound? Those are... Those are totally legal. But I mean, are, are they are they now. still like widely? Are the plants still out there? Still in you know, the widespread? Yeah, yeah. Like San Pedro is like one of the most widely used decorative cactus like around. So the DEA wipes out huge portions of this peyote cactus, and it's actually like very endangered. Like I said before, and but they're still using it religiously, hoping that they can just kind of like get it by. Now. Eventually, it gets brought to court because one guy um, who's a part of the Native American church participates in peyote, and then he goes to his employer, and for some reason, they find out he's tied to this church, and they say, hey, did you take peyote? And he goes, yeah, it's a part of my religion, and they fire him, and then it gets all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court actually rules saying you can't... uh, practice religious traditions that go against the law that don't negatively impact anybody it's a really weird statement that they make but basically the summary of that opinion is to say that you can't participate in a behavior just because it's religious when there's a common like understanding of the law being like applied throughout but it was really weird because it seemed to set an implication Did the Supreme Court say it's okay or not okay then? Not okay. They said it was not okay to take peyote, which was kind of a weird... I thought you said if there's somebody harmed. Yeah, but there's... um, The law isn't harming anybody. Like, it's it's a very weird, lengthy... Oh, the law isn't harming anybody? Yeah, it's a weird implication that kind of made no sense. And so, like, Native American tribes and, like, the Catholic Church, like, started lobbying against Congress trying to push for, like religious protections under the law and they actually get it through it was a weird kind of back and forth but all that to say is the native american church secured their right to having peyote now there isn't a whole lot of peyote left over because it's illegal to grow on your own and it's like only allowed like on these specific conservations and this all comes back into the late 2000s where psychedelic research is having a resurgence like showing that there's a lot of potential for these psychoactive compounds to treat like addiction, depression, and like post-traumatic stress disorder, like legitimate results. There's good stuff coming from these chemicals. All that to say, I know you guys love asking what's the gravel. So they're moving to make some of these psychoactive compounds like legal. Josh, how do you think they can profit off of these compounds like just spitballing in your general direction you're a big pharmaceutical company you see that these products are doing good what's your first thought in trying to like make money off it i mean regulate is the the first thing regulate and tax is the the easy answer um the the other thing is to market it as a solution for everything like make it uh you know like do the whole cbd treatment um then there's uh synthetics if i guess that's already kind of a thing but oh 
Oh, yeah, well, there, you say yeah. it's synthetics. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hitting okay, on something. Okay. I mean, because that's uh, if if the combat itself is legal, or you know, if there's there's some acceptance of it and its effects, why not deviate? And if you're a pharmaceutical company who wants to produce it in mass, then make synthetics. You you're hitting the nail on the head in the right direction because. Here's the situation where we're finding these psychoactive chemicals are creating like good results, but how do you make a profit off of that? Well, so unrelated to that, there's this movement called decriminalize nature, which they're trying to make it uh, decriminalized, like having or possessing these like uh, entheogenic is what they call them. These plants that produce psychoactive effects. They're basically trying to make it to where it's not illegal to have these plants like in your home or grow them. You can't sell them, but they're just trying to like keep you from going to prison for having any of this stuff. So they're successful in this city and decriminalizing all of these chemical compounds, including peyote. I believe it's Santa Cruz in California. Well, the NAC, the Native American church freaks out and they're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Peyote is very sacred and you can't have that. It belongs to the Native American people. And the guy running decriminalized nature um, goes, uh, how about we have a communication back and forth and we just agree that harvesting wild peyote is illegal, but home cultivation can stay legal. Like, obviously this is an endangered species. So why don't we just allow ourselves to grow it at home and, you know, we'll settle it that way. The native American church won't have it. In fact, they lobby against the city. Not only do they recriminalize peyote, but they recriminalize all cactus that contain mesco in the psychoactive compound. And so you're starting to set up this situation where only the Native American church has access to peyote or mescaline containing cacti. And the Native American church, as it's discovered, has ties to this other group called Journey Collab, which is producing a synthetic mescaline product, which they are filing patents for. And here's where all the big money starts coming together. You corner the market on peyote, you corner the market on mescaline, make it illegal for regular people to possess, and then you start doing mescaline psychotherapy. Now, regular therapy that's like an hour long already costs a ton of money. But mescaline... Imagine if there's some substance involved in it. Like therapy, you sit in a chair and you talk to someone. Yeah. Imagine if like you know there, there were some material goods where you could bill, throw that on the bill as well. Yep, a compound that you create, that you own the patent to, that you way overcharge, and a therapist that you have to pay hourly. You have to pay them hourly for the setup. You have to pay them hourly for the entire trip, the afterglow, and the reintegration. It, they're estimating, because mescaline, it lasts about 10 to 12 hours, oh, God. That, that these sessions will cost anywhere from like 8000 to like $12,000. And so who cares if you only do it like once or three times, you get people to buy into this, get them on a payment plan, add interest to that, and you corner the market on this specific drug, like you can make a ton of money. It doesn't matter if like only 1% or 5% of the population participates in it, they will make a killing off yeah, of this. Yeah, because they're going to get they're gonna get somebody like Joe Rogan to be like, I went and did my peyote uh, therapy, and I'm telling you, dude, I like... I can see chakras now. Yeah. You know, like that's uh, that's the kind of dumb shit that they're going to do and then get a bunch of rich people to do these sessions. But the ball, you know what? I'm more glad now. I'm even more glad that the Native Americans got conquered at this point. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? They're trying to claim ownership of a fucking cactus. Yes. A hundred percent. They're trying to do that. In fact, there is a like liberal infighting. I call it liberal because they don't really see conservatives like you know, arguing for decriminalization. But there's a group of people that are like advocating saying we need to decriminalize possession and cultivation of peyote. So, you know, it's an endangered species. And this other group is like, no, it belongs to the Native Americans. When, first of all, no, it doesn't. It's been used in Mexico like hundreds of years before they ever touched it. And it's nature. Nobody like owns nature. It's just a plant. Just because yeah, you can't be like I own all the apples. Yeah, like, what? it's like, like yeah, no, apples no, were my it's idea. Genetically engineered. So like I, you know, it's it's a new apple. It's a, a new genetic code. Very original. I tell you, I own it. 
Like the University of yeah, Michigan. Yeah, well, no, there's that, but they're they're not even doing that. They're doing like all cactus based psychedelics. We own it, and it's like, uh, first of all, there's they already exist outside of this country. So like your, it's not all just your ancestors, and you know, like what the fuck are you it's, talking about? You it's can't... insane. Hey, dude, but they've. Duke, what's what's, what's the leadership like at this Native American church and at the um, Journey Beyond or whatever the synthetic company is? Uh, give me give me some early life it's a, beats. It's a tan sixty year old grabbler with pigtails going <laughs> and shaking a maraca and then getting in bed with a pharmaceutical company for a percentage of their fucking cut on handing them peyote compounds that they have a uh no. a- have Aaron... monopoly on in america because white ladies in santa cruz are too afraid to tell the indians that they don't own all the cactuses that they're just like yeah that sounds good to us that's, Aaron, i know, that's you're, I know you're a little bit i know you're a little bit tone deaf but when i when i heard the song it sounded a little bit something like i uh i yeah 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 and so on <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, first of all, well first of all, I really <laughs> want to give props um, to the to the leader of decriminalized nature because without his like speaking about it, this story just wouldn't exist. Like I have tried searching for anyone other than him talking about it, but I consistently find people just saying, "Here's the dark side of decriminalization. Why we need to stand in solidarity with the Native American Church." Like. Um, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but Carlos Plazola, that dude is like on point consistently saying like, no, the NAC, the indigenous peyote conservation group and journey collab, all these people are making moves. We stopped them in Baltimore, which apparently they were trying to in Baltimore, make it to where all cactus that contained mescaline was illegal. He's like, we stopped them in Baltimore. How much cactus is in Baltimore? What are they talking about? Right? It's insane, but they're trying to set a precedent that anything containing mescaline, like, needs to be criminalized. Belongs to Indians, generationally. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. And so props to Carlos, because he's, like, getting flack, like, on his page. He's like, I know a lot of people are telling me to, like, go back to, like, the more cheerful post, but this is, like, a serious problem. Like, they're definitely going to corner this market, and if you follow the money, like, they bought 605 acres in Texas just to grow their own cactus. Like, it's obvious that they're cornering this market. Like, it's a huge problem, so... Yeah, dude, how, how widespread yeah. is uh, is peyote, is mescaline? Because I'm, like, I don't know anyone who's taken it or been interested in taking Endangered. it. Like, I mean, how widespread is the use and interest in using it and, like... Is is and how how big is the? If it was available, there'd be interest in using it. I okay. feel like I've, and like how how big is the? You met people that when drugs. Uh, yeah, I guess the other question is how <laughs> how big is the Native American Church? The Native American Church is primarily like in the Southwest, but they have strong lobbying power. Like it's okay. it's it's pretty surprising how strong the lobbying power is. Uh, before I forget the question you asked me, who's in charge of the Native American Church? I think it's a loose a group of people that are at the top but the person that's in charge of the indigenous peyote conservation group is a white woman named miriam volt um i say white because she looks white but truth be told i don't know if there's like another ethnicity to it but i know that carlos specifically called her out for not being native american and like speaking on behalf of native american people why? Why do I imagine that this council's their all their names are like Little Featherstein and uh, Big Bearberg? And... <laughs> I'll um I'll post a picture of Miriam and I'll I you know I'll let you be the judge. Um, here it is right now in show notes. So that's what she looks like. She has no Native American ties, but she's in charge of this group called the Indigenous Peyote Conservation Initiative. Whoa, whoa. No Native and... American ties. It's called 116th, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oy vey, dude. Look at this lady. What do you see? I see, We see the same thing, I believe. I, why don't you vocalize it? Cause... Let's just say there's a lot of a lot of curly hair. I I can't can't see her hands, but I imagine, imagine there's some rubbing. 
some hand rubbing going on. Well, 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 I can't speculate. Gee, where did all of her lobbying power, where did all their lobbying power come from? They just got this random curly-headed uh, brunette Well, you know, to I, be in charge of it. I can't speak to any of that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any facts on that. But, um, yeah, so it's a big problem, especially at the state level for California, because now they're introducing a bill to decriminalize entheogenic plants, psychoactive-containing um natural growing substances but they're excluding peyote again including home cultivation it's like weird that they keep doing somebody's this. giving them money to exclude very specific things yeah um as far as your question josh i think for peyote specifically there is a liberal drug using community that kind of stays away from it although They'll still go to the Native American church saying, like, I want to, like, appreciate your culture, which I think is, like, code for getting high off their supply. Do your peyote. Yeah, without appropriating. There's actually, I mean, I could have read some several stories of people trying to, like, jump over hoops saying that they weren't appropriating people. It's like, I just want to, oh I want to make it clear that, like, I'm not stepping on any, like, it's so, it's so dumb, especially when you take into consideration that, like, the history is so recent. It's it's incredibly laughable, but in the end, mescaline nowadays is most commonly consumed via San Pedro because that is a legal cactus that you can grow, and it's very common um, unless the NAC has anything to say about it. So I guess we'll see if they're successful in their operation. Uh, Carlos needs a little bit more vocal support in terms of getting people to notice this because it seems to be a legitimate problem. Well, I wanna, I wanna really thank you, Duke, for bringing this in because I'd never really thought about being racist towards Native Americans before now, but it was, it was really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess the, the other question, Duke, is uh, a lot of the regulations um, are, are based on like the the Native American Church and propriety and law and just the the just getting yeah. getting around the laws against the drugs to begin with. Are there any what what are the actual dangers of peyote or the the overdose situation there? Well, I want to be clear. Um, the situation with peyote and mescaline is kind of like a perfect liberal storm in terms of like how they're cornering this market. Because without like this indigenous argument, they wouldn't really be getting away with any of this. Because there's no argument to base on like the plant isn't endangered. Um, there's no religious ceremony. They're using all of those things to like create this stupid argument that only works if you're logically incoherent like it's yeah it, they're just scaring white council members in cities into being like oh i don't want to piss off the indians yeah oh yeah they specifically mentioned so but sorry josh i know it's kind of a sidebar from your question but there's this group that independent from everybody they did this study saying is home cultivation good for like saving the peyote cactus from going extinct? And at the end of the study, they came to the conclusion that yes, it is ultimately beneficial to cultivate peyote on your own so you can help, you know, propagate the species and keep it alive. And so when decriminalized nature started citing the scientific study, like within a week, the group that did that study said, oh, we just want to make it clear that we are not a political affiliated group. We disavow decriminalized nature and we stand with the NAC. Like, no BS. They took this weird, bizarro stance that just completely pivots against their own scientific study, which they publish and show data point by data point. Which means that the NAC has big bags of money to give oh, people. Oh, yeah. It's, for, it's That's insane. That's all that means. They're trying to keep... I can't believe that people don't understand that it's how it works. Like, they don't see that pattern. They're just like, oh, well, they they revoked their own study. And you're like, you don't... The, the catalyst for them changing their mind in, like, overnight is really important. They didn't just... They're like, people are like, what? I don't know what you mean. They just must have had a change of heart. And you're like the fuck are you like insane like how do you not see what's happening it's like the most obvious pattern recognition yeah they don't even go against like their own information um okay so i actually have it pulled up right here it has been brought to our attention that decriminalized nature has presented words from our most recent article in their social media in a way that implies we support their political agenda selectively taking a political agenda <laughs> 
It's just that plants that are grown in nature, you can't be thrown in jail for having around. Dude. Because governments shouldn't be able to own a fucking plant, a naturally found thing. That's... I think everyone should be able to agree on that for the most part. Oh, yeah. We're, we're all in agreement. But this statement, which is co-authored by two Ph.D. holders and a guy named. <laughs> oh, Whoa. Boy. His name is his name is Keeper Trout. Like, I guess. Oh, for fucking what? sakes. I don't know if he's Jewish or if that's an Indian name. Anyways, so <laughs> continuing on their statement, selectively taking a sentence out of context of the rest of the article is misleading and counterproductive. We have said this before, but we would like to emphasize it again. We do not align ourselves with decriminalized nature or any other political organization. The Cactus Conservation Institute promotes scientific research based on conservation and maintains a respectful relationship with the Native American church. <laughs> oh, so a fucking a lobbying organization, basically. A, a tax-exempt fucking peyote monopolizing you stand with them because you're so non-political. Got it. All right. Hey, I I have a I've kind of a comment or, or sidebar on uh in line with that. Uh, so I was looking at the Wikipedia page for peyote under under the adverse reactions section. Uh, let me let me read this first sentence. <clears throat> a study published in 2007 found no evidence of long-term cognitive problems related to peyote use in Native American church ceremonies, but <laughs> researchers stressed that results may not apply to those who use peyote in other contexts. <laughs> so they're saying it only works if you do it in their religion? It's it's only it's only safe if you do it in these religious ceremonies, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now now that you've heard Dude, that... that's like the equivalent you know what that's the equivalent of? That's the equivalent of, like, when TikTok shows, like, a video and it's some guy getting, like, riding his bike into, like, a fence and, like, practically decapitating himself. And at the bottom, it's like, these stunts were done by professionals. Do not attempt these at home. And you're like, that looks like a car crash. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so now that you've heard Josh's thing and now that you've heard me reading their statements saying that it's been taken out of context and they align with the NAC, let me just read you the conclusion of the study cultivation is particularly important for protection of those overexploited and endangered plants with slow growth and low abundance, which is exactly the case with peyote mm -hmm. in our belief. It could make a difference between not only survival of peyote in the wild, but also ensure continuing flourishing of traditional practices dependent on it for generations to come so completely against what the nac is standing that's for even the though the same thing that that decriminalized nature that's their only argument that's the only thing that decriminalized nature cares about yes that is a hundred percent their argument that they make time and time again but yet this organization who is obviously getting pressured by money because why else would they say something as deranged they're just yeah they're... as deranged just as as acting like these people are like insane hateful bigots you're taking it out of context it's a this is uh, these are white <laughs> dare i say white supremacists carlos pazola it, it sounds like a white guy to me yeah <laughs> like, it's so dumb italians are white <laughs> <laughs> but it, like it's in there because when i read their statement i was like what are they talking about what are they talking about and they link to their own study in this statement which i went and then read and i'm like what are you talking about? This is exactly what Carlos is saying is his argument. You just gave him his argument, and now you're saying it's entirely misquoted. It's wild. Yeah, no. The amount of people that have zero integrity at all and will do anything for money is staggering. Yeah. This is one of the most staggering, like things i've ever seen and it's again like not being covered anywhere else like this is a really weird small story that's going on that like literally one guy is arguing against it's the saddest part is is that they probably paid them like each like 10 grand like they probably are not making the statement for any large amount of it's probably a smaller amount than you'd ever think and they would just completely sell they would say anything you know what i mean you know what's probably even sadder than that? 
What's what's the what's probably even sadder than that is that it didn't take any money at all, but it took the fear of offending somebody. Like, can you imagine that scenario? Like, where they're just like, "Oh no, it's bad press," and they just oh, <laughs> I don't want the that people think we hate the Native Americans. We better let them monopolize peyote, or else we'll be bad. <laughs> Wait, so you're just. You're just making a case for scientists having a lot of moral integrity because they they, yeah. they need to. Oh, like... so some something something's come before. Uh, I mean, not not before like the <laughs> science, but they, something's come before the science. This is just such a what, you know. We need to focus on the science of empathy, Josh. I think I agree with you. There we go. This is just such <laughs> an insane it. story watching unfold like before my eyes. That it's like watching a car crash getting set up. Like, I'm not watching the car crash happen, but I'm seeing all the pieces line up, and there's one pedestrian saying, don't crash the car, don't crash the car, and they're like, well, we're really in alignment with this Ferrari interacting with the Porsche. They're like, you don't understand, we have really good insurance on both these cars, it'll pay way over Kelly Blue Book. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But we need this pedestrian out of the way, this is our road. (laughs) It's, yeah, it is... I mean, I don't know how successful they'll end up being, but so far they're pretty successful, like controlling the narrative. Um, to answer your question, Josh, like the adverse effects, I didn't know what you were talking about. That they say it's only good, like in the religious, like setting. That's <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever heard. The adverse effects is you become a racist if you do it outside of the NAC. <laughs> studies show that if you do it in your own home that you actually are participating in appropriation at a cosmic level and it will damage your soul which we now believe if you do it in the nac you can talk to the great spirit if you do it outside of those sacred walls then you talk to hitler only talk to hitler yeah (laughs) yeah i i can see the joke coming um but yeah, the adverse effects, like 10 to 12 hours, you're most likely going to puke. Um, you can't actually overdose on it, which is a weird... You can't? You can't, which what? is... Well, there's. I should say there's no LD50, like there's no lethal dose threshold. Okay. Um, which is similar for LSD and psilocybin. It's weird that there's no lethal dose. They actually found it for rats, but it was like an absurdly insane amount. It was like... The human equivalent would be you would have to, like, consume a hundred pounds of mushrooms, which would just be stupid, and that's not happening. But, um, yeah, it's not going to kill you. I mean, if you have a history of schizophrenia, it could lead you to, like, go insane. Um, But, yeah. Um, Why do I feel like that, like, just the callback to last week, because we talked about that Fellowship of Friends, like, this is our path to starting our own cult. Like, this is, we, we get some peyote. We do it outside the NAC. We talk to the ghost of Adolf Hitler, and he tells us to force people into gay sexual relations, and I'd say that it's because Saint Hitler told us. Right? Well, you have to name the cactus like a Spanish name of Hitler, like San... San San Adolfo? San Adolfo, yeah. Yeah, this is the San Adolfo land don't worry about it <laughs> uh I, I i reached out to carlos and i actually got in contact with him on instagram um i, w- nice. I was like I'd, oh, awesome. I'd not heard about this before like is this like a real problem and he like pointed me in the direction of like like where to look into it and i was like hell yeah man this guy i feel like this guy is like legitimate um i you know he's in the documentary that i mentioned that i watched um that brought my attention to peyote and he's shitting on that documentary because that documentary is pushing the narrative that peyote should only be for Native Americans, that, that you should keep peyote criminalized. And he's like making fun of like <laughs> the documentary. He's like, this is what Michael Paul and the guy who made this documentary thinks people who use peyote look like. And it's just like a teepee. And he's like what they actually look like. And it's just like some regular dude just sitting in a chair, like in his computer. <laughs> he's hey, Duke, can you, can you get Carlos to invite us out to do peyote with him? We, we need an Oklahoma spirit, spirit vision quest weekend. Oh man. I, he seems like a really cool guy. Um, I'm hoping to like, 
he he's like doing some Zoom conference later in the year. I'd like to like attend it just to like poke his brain because he's fighting an uphill battle if I've ever seen it. Because now that that documentary has been pushed out and it got pretty popular, it's called How to Change Your Mind, and I assume a lot more people are going to pick up the stance of leave peyote to the Native Americans, to the Indians. The white people are trying to steal it, even though that the Native Americans are really just doing this to sell it to the pharmaceutical companies. Yep. But I'm going to ignore that conveniently because I'm retarded. And the, like that's the see, I, when when uh, when when you it was a bit misleading when you came with that documentary title, How to Change Your Mind, because I thought you were talking about uh, the experience of talking to a gender studies PhD student because they have so many new ideas and such great rhetoric. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why we need Bob the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, now we know what Bob does. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, all things considered, the documentary is really interesting. But ever since I discovered Carlos pointing out how they're going to, like, monopolize it, it made me really consider, like, what's the pharmaceutical angle on it? Because the FDA is approving these substances, and honestly, there's a whole other episode you guys could do on that. Like, that's – there's a weird pervasive problem. Like, um, companies are trying to patent things like – okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but when it comes to psychedelic use, there's a phrase called set and setting – which says you need to have a good mindset going into it and you need to have a good setting. Well, there's companies out there that are trying to patent like the idea of, quote, having a comfy room with nice furniture, good wallpaper, like plants. Yes, it's only safe if you do it with them. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah, so they own the, the patent. Native American church is the only place in the world that has comfy rooms and plants. Yeah, it's insane. Like, they're... The way that they'll make money off it is they're going to patent every single aspect of it. It's they're keeping what it'll be is that they will keep it criminal if you do it outside of the way they want you to do it. Like that's how they'll make their money is that if you want to participate in this, you have to go down to the church or go to the synthetic mescaline like company. There's it's going to happen either way. They're going to make their money and it's going to be a lot. So just wait until I get into my, my hands on some street mescalines laced with fentanyl. <laughs> so exciting. The most exciting. Um, to wrap up on it, I want to close uh, on the peyote conversation with a really funny tidbit that I know. Bow and arrow to your head question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to give this epilogue on it because I know I, I just know that this is making the NAC seethe and they could do nothing about it. All right, so in Thailand, there is an avid group of cactus collectors and one of the most beloved cactus that they love to collect is in fact peyote. And none of them give a shit about the psychoactive compound. They're just cactus growing nerds that grow it and hoard it and buy it from other sources and just collect it. Why does this exist? Why is Thailand the weirdest country in the whole world? I don't know. But I love the idea that this group, who is obviously just stealing this plant from nature and saying it's their own, can do nothing about the fact that over in Thailand, there's some goofy guy with half his teeth missing. It's true. I saw I saw a video on it. And he just has like this huge collection of like peyote. And he's even got like this monstrous one that's like. It's massive, and it like has taken thirty years to grow. And I just know, like, they're like, "Oh, that's ours. That's our sacred plant." And you're collecting it, and you're trading it. And the guy interviewing the collector was like, "So, what do you think about the drug in it?" He's like, "I don't care. It's just a cool cactus. This one cost me two thousand dollars. I love this one. I named this one." <laughs> <laughs> All so like this sacred ornamental like plant is being used as like the pet rock for thailand it's delightful knowing that the nac has no say in it whatsoever makes a man smile um i think that he's lying i think that they are all doing peyote over there and that's why they come up with weird ideas like ladyboys <laughs> all right uh is that the arrow to the head question because now i say yes what is the arrow to the head question all right, arrow to your head, Josh. Is the NAC specifically trying to hoard mescaline to make money, or are they only doing it for religious purposes? 
the money, obviously. Like I, I like even if it were a religious or, religious organization that I have some agreement with, like uh, let's say the Catholic Church, they uh, it, it would be a money situation still then. So, yeah, money. Yeah, okay, I feel like the Catholic Church is like incense is banned everywhere, and also unrelated, we're doing incense therapy uh, <laughs> in conjunction with some pharmaceutical company. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I in my See, opinion. No, no, notice, notice how Aaron had to come up with an extremely wild hypothetical for the Catholic Church having a, uh, a you know, strange monopolistic money making scheme because it's something that could couldn't happen in like regular circumstances. <laughs> uh, I mean, in my opinion, like they lose all credibility of the argument when they start going against home cultivation and criminalizing all mescaline containing cactus like they should just be on the same side if they were if this was a in any way not a money grab they'd be on the same side as yeah decriminalized nature because they but it's they're not even trying to make money off it they just don't want other people to have access to it so that they can ensure a bigger fucking uh like a bigger clientele like client base they just want to have a monopoly on the product so they can charge outrageous for it yeah i mean it's it's wild. I've not seen anything like it, uh, at least in the psychedelic sphere for like upcoming legalization and pharmaceutical profiteering. Um, and I think they'll win. I think they'll win because people of are, course they will. are too afraid to argue against it. And the money obviously is there. So it's a shame. This cactus will stay endangered because they're just greedy, greedy people. And that's the peyote topic. All right. <clears throat> so, guys, I have a uh, I have a pretty special scientist discover for you this week. Oh. A bunch of articles popped up in the last, I don't know, a few months, like in the last six months. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists discover it's reality. Scientists finally discovered first ever white hole. What? what? Have you guys ever heard of a white hole? Uh, what, is this podcast... Does this repel matter? <laughs> is, it, is this podcast safe for work? Because that will determine my answer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've heard of a white hole before, just not in in terms that NASA would use it. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so I'm, you know, clearly not a scientist, so I'm going to have a guy in a robot voice explain it to us. And I just want to play this because I, I get to pause this video here at certain points. Um, I just, I want you all to take in how fucking stupid astrophysics is when they're talking about it. It's one of the dumbest. This is every part of this is so dumb. It's all science. It's all fiction. Okay. It's all fiction. All right. I don't want to, I don't even want to give it the credit of science fiction. Cause that's like fiction. That's totally possible. And it's like, no, this is all fiction. What? None of this is reality. What is this I, steel wool cube you're, you're, that I'm looking at? Is that what the white hole is? No, that's somebody. He's explaining dark holes for or black holes for way too long. Oh my god! So I, that's why I start the video way later. But he's still going to talk about black holes for a little bit here, for some context. I, I'd like to remind everyone. I'd like to remind everyone that after Aaron went on for 30 seconds saying it's fiction, it's fiction, it's not reality, that the title of the video is start specifically with it's reality exclamation point. It is reality. Yeah, you're right. The description. Let's, that's let's, the first let's, line. Let's let the science. Let's let the science. Speak don't worry. For it gets way worse, Josh. By the time this is over and I get to give a little synopsis of how, what this is, the fact that they're pushing this in 2022 is absurd. That's a pretty. Realer than real, stranger than fiction. I was going to say, that's a pretty impressive dislike ratio. 25,000? Yeah, even for a scientist thing, Wait, for sure. They're uh, showing dislikes? Oh, yeah. How does... you, gotta, you probably got an extension that does that. I think I do have an extension that does that, but I swear to God, it never works. Like They're actively trying to block that thing all the time. In any case, uh, Josh, I'll hook you up with that later. But uh, yeah, tell... All right. let's... Well, let's learn about what is reality. Completely void of all matter. 
This resulted in the Schwarzschild metric, which we will spare you as the equation itself is incredibly complex, but in simple terms, it is a mathematical representation of a black hole. Schwarzschild had created an equation of a completely static black hole with no charge or change. So, the Schwarzschild method, uh, where he created an equation for a theoretical black hole that doesn't ever change. And that, this is some guy, some asshole in like, you know, in the 50s or 60s or something. So he discovered so, a theoretical possibility? He, he, this is, this white hole, and they called this a white hole. And they theorized this 60 years ago. But that now they're, now they're saying they found one. And I can't, oh, it's, dude, it's, it's such good proof. That I don't know. I think we're going to all have to rethink what we think about science from here on out. All right. This is an external black hole. That is, a black hole that does not change in size and has always existed. Remember that at or beyond the event horizon, all events happen infinitely far in the future. <sighs> so, so you guys know what the event horizon of a black hole is? Uh, it's been a minute. Can you just go over it real quick? Okay, so basically, it's where it's the exact point where uh, the gravity is such that light can't escape anymore. Okay. So everything that oh, happens okay. at the moment that you get to that point of the event horizon, it seems like, it, since light can't escape, everything that's ever happened in that point of space is still happening. Like, it's it's still being shown. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's basically freeze frame there because that light of that event is always at a constant rate leaving at the same time that it's being sucked in you know what i'm saying the light traveling yeah. that you're looking at is forever so the event horizon of a black hole is this space is this point where space and time become one it's a becomes a singularity. What, what does that even mean? Like practically speaking, what is something like that? Like time and space being a singularity? It's a constant. Yeah. What's the significance? Well, of that? it's a constant point in space where time and space become one. So everything that's ever happened at that point of space has always happened at that point in time as well. Like in every point of that's time. That's like that's not possible. We, we okay. We, we get the idea of like. Yeah, but why, why does it matter? Like It doesn't. It's all fiction. Why, why That's why I say it's, you, it's all fiction, because there's no proof of black holes. Josh, do you love that Aaron has like such a deep knowledge of something he hates so much? I'm a very spiteful person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a deep knowledge of white people, but <laughs> we're talking about white uh, Yeah, I know too way too much about women. <laughs> all right. That's becoming a trend. I should probably find something more positive to know about. But all right, let's keep going. Let's go because we got to find out what this white hole is. I mean, this is this is game changing. So, to an outside observer, these events never happen. The Schwarzschild metric shows us that at the idealized black hole, space becomes time and time becomes space, Whoa. swapping their roles so that the singularity of the black hole Makes is in some no inevitable sense. future time instead of a place. When reversing time in a real black hole, we see a dying star. So black holes are made because a gigantic star collapses in on itself and creates a black hole. So if you could reverse time in a black hole, you'd see a collapsing star. But that, yeah, well, let's keep going because this is all very important. However, when reversing an eternal black hole, we end up with a white hole. However, not all scientists agree that white holes exist, which makes the recent discovery about them even more significant. But why do some scientists doubt that white holes exist? Well, they claim that just because a white hole obeys general relativity and is mathematically sound doesn't mean what? it's practical. This is why some scientists call white holes an impossible Ugh. possibility, meaning that while they can't be completely ruled out, they also don't expect to see one with telescopes. They base their thinking on the fact that this phenomenon violates the second law of thermodynamics, which says entropy in the universe must always stay the same or increase. Entropy is usually described as chaos, but can be better understood as an increase in how many states are possible for particles in a certain system. For example, 
think of a house demolished into rubble. It is an example of an increase in entropy because that rubble can make many other structures like sheds, bookshelves, mounds, and paper. However, a house is only one particular state of those particles. Now, small local decreases in entropy Positive. can occur as long as the universe is... I'm going insane. Every, everything he's saying is just like... It just is practically meaningless. You know what I mean? Everything. Yep. Like, None of it has any meaning. Like the house thing. Here. Well, well, hey, hey Duke, Duke it, it technically could <laughs> have meaning. <laughs> and because it could, uh, you know, some scientists say that it necessarily just, does. It's like watching people have multi-million dollar careers in sophistry. It's so... Can you imagine just standing up there just saying this? Like, how do you, how do your eyes not glaze over as you just speak? Just like everything. Because you've made your career on saying bullshit and you and people will people will say the opposite of their research paper on peyote that they just finished two days ago. <laughs> if somebody hands them a thousand dollars and tells them the Indians love them. I mean, I just the whole time he was talking, I kept trying to think of like real world analogies or practical scenarios and anything that he's saying but it's just like here here's the annoying part is Honestly. is like he gives a practical example to try to dumb it down for you so that you're like oh okay now i'm following along no, but now it I doesn't work science no but it doesn't but they go well, i'm a millennial so i don't know what a house they go, is <laughs> <laughs> they go this house, now when destroyed, can now become anything. And it's like, no, actually it can't unless engineered and constructed. It won't ever become another house. You know that, like, it can't, it's not more possibilities, it's just the same decay. It seems like a pretty terrible yeah, well, it description. Does, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't make sense. But they pretend that the universe is all of these houses that break apart and become new houses. And that's not what happens. They don't. That's not obeying the second law of thermodynamics. The second law of thermodynamics is when you break up the house, it everything keeps like everything keeps breaking apart. Yeah, uh, it doesn't reconstruct itself. That that doesn't happen. I like have a legitimate headache. Like this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we gotta we gotta learn a little more. That's because your brain's filling up with too much knowledge. All oh, I really want to collapse my brain and make it into a smarter brain. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if it be... <laughs> never mind. I was gonna make the most racist joke. Yeah, <laughs> say, uh, yeah. If your brain collapses in on I... itself and becomes too dumb, it becomes yep, a black hole. But when it that. becomes a white hole, yep. that's that's it. Then your brain can pay taxes, go to work on time. <laughs> oh my god. I could just like I I have like this sixth sense for your incoming racism nowadays. Yeah, that's because I get too happy looking. <laughs> yeah. If you have to recoil, it's because you know it's gonna be like whoa. If you uh, if you watch the sparkle in my eye in real time light up, just fucking watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like they're the two ends of uh, Aaron's emotional spectrum. There's the him coming up with something racist to say <laughs> on the happy end, and there's the uh, me whenever I try to make any good point. <laughs> yeah, the, good point. Right, shut your white holes so I can learn about this one. <laughs> Is increasing. Black holes are excellent at this because they take matter low in entropy, such as planets, and disperse them across large spaces over oh. time, increasing the chaos of space. But white holes, which ejects matter, violate this law as they would decrease overall entropy. This is also why physicists argue that time cannot go backward. But this does not prove that white holes do not exist. Consider what theoretical physicist Carlo Rovelli suggested, that once black holes could no longer evaporate and shrink due to the constraints of space-time, the black hole would then experience a quantum bounce. Uh, what? Alright, and we don't have to keep listening anymore. <laughs> quantum bounce. They wait, just wait, wait, say... Um the dumbest shit and then expect then just, you to turn your brain off that's all they're waiting for to happen like you were talking about kevin how your eyes just start glazing over the whole point of this is so that your eyes glaze over and you just assume they must know what they're talking about because it's too complicated for you i um so i just googled quantum bounce and mm -hmm. um the wiki the wikipedia article that i was directed towards is called <laughs> 
<laughs> Big bounce. <laughs> uh, my gosh. Aaron, when are we going to get to the point of the video where they talk about having discovered a white hole? The, 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 the title of the video, Scientists Finally well, Discovered First Ever White I'm Hole. I'm just going to tell you about. Because after all of this fluff, explaining black holes. But are you going to sound as smart as this guy? 10 minutes trying to get your eyes to glaze over. And then saying once a black hole evaporates to a degree where it can't shrink any further because space-time could not be squeezed anything smaller the dying black hole would then rebound and basically explode everything out of it all at once yeah so basically like the how they say the big bang is but it's like a little bang the uh (laughs) wood you said but they said they they discovered it oh where's the evidence that this did happen so in 2006 okay a satellite called like the GRBR 600 or something fucking equally as dumb. It's not exactly that. Picked up a burst of gamma energy that lasted 102 seconds, which was unusual because usually it's between two and 30 seconds. And in 2011, they theorized that that could only have been a white hole. Now, they have no other proof other than the fact that they just said this thing they picked up for 102 seconds could only is a white hole. Their only proof is that they can't think of what else it could be. And so 11 years later, they're saying we finally found a white hole because they don't have an explanation. So we know that it was a white hole because we don't have another explanation for this fake gamma burst that a satellite that doesn't exist picked up. Like, this is the world we live in. This is a fucking clown show well oh my gosh you know i spent all this time talking about a cool carlo and then you show up with a dumb carlo with a big bounce (laughs) (laughs) you really really uh really neutraled out like my opinion on carlo in general just as a name (laughs) this goofy looking guy with non-matching colored eyebrows with his hair talking about big bounces there was another article that came up when i searched for it called quantum bounce could make black holes explode that's exactly what they're talking about i guess there, and it's all theoretical there's no evidence but they finally discovered for sure that it's real wait, wait aaron sorry you said that the discovery was in 2011 this video is from 20, like a few months ago yes all of a sudden there's this burst of articles and videos saying how we finally discovered a white hole dude i'm telling you all theoretical science is this they repeat ideas it's just like christmas asteroids there's no one in charge of it it's a fucking money it's a money laundering scheme i swear it's like ai bots writing this i don't think of even a human put this video together so there's there's the other element as well where um, you you they they go through a big explanation of how a white hole defies the laws of physics in in mul- multiple aspects. Um, and then you, you from from what I understand, you're saying they're discovering that the white hole is that they uh you know saw something that would be characteristic of a white hole. Why then would it be a white hole instead of anything that's actually possible? Because they don't have another explanation. That's their only but, proof. But but like, they could. It, why why have an explanation that they know is wrong than just say that they don't know? Well, Josh, Josh, if I say the moon is Swiss cheese and you don't have, as long as you don't have another explanation, then it's Swiss cheese. That's what they're saying. Josh, gun to your head. Yes, Duke. Gun to your head. Are white holes and black holes real? Either one. Black holes seem reasonable. White holes definitely not. They seem reasonable. They seem reasonable. Do you think there's any proof that they exist, or is it all theoretical? I, I think there could be holes poked in the uh, evidence and um, the knowledge of black holes. Well, I feel like the gun's going to shoot because it didn't really get an answer one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, I know. You really didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you you th- do you think black holes and white holes are real? Yes or no? No, because you put the and in there. I did put an and yep, in there. Yep, there you go. But that's 
that's neither here nor there. I'm going to write a headline. Josh thinks black holes and white holes aren't real. <laughs> On the record, great. <laughs> Josh was about to do a Snopes there. <laughs> Mostly false. <laughs> <laughs> missing content <laughs> independent fact well i hope that uh i hope you guys learned a lot i hope you do enough peyote to explain white holes to me someday oh man oh my god i'm gonna spend the rest of my night just trying to conceptualize what it means for space to become time and time to become space because dude that's that's Oh my god, that's that's profound. Just say any verb and then quantum before it, I... and then you can come up with your own theory. It, it was, oh, what it actually is is a quantum yo-yo effect. Wait, 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 wait a second. Um, uh, the the uh, a bounce is n- not too dissimilar of movement to a leap. I feel like uh-huh. there's some inspiration being drawn from a certain Scott uh, Scott Bakula, right? Scott Bakula show. Wow. There's not. I, there's not, and I hate that. You're being a real quantum gay right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to go stuff peyote in my white hole. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night.